carry me home. You just stopped. I psyched him out. You psyched him out. <laughs> yes, you did. You psyched him out. You're listening to Pequeño Terremoto, small seismic stories created by Andrew Merriweather. This week's episode is... Rebuilding, 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 rebuilding. It feels like Christmas whenever Spencer comes into town. Like a vagabond Saint Nick, Spencer arrives at your house barefooted in a worn black leather jacket that reeks of cigarettes, his blonde hair long, effortlessly unkempt, and he has those sparkling, light blue eyes. He'll have a guitar in one hand and a present he's brought for you in the other. Cookies he bought at the gas station on the way, some vegetables he's grown, some CD he's burned for you. Today it's homemade donuts with a lemon glaze. The visits are simple and the same. He shows up, we talk some. This movie I've been hearing about that I want to I wanna watch, but it's like, it was made in 1939, so it's kind of difficult to find. So one day, Death comes, and there's this magical tree in his yard, like a magical apple tree or something, and um, whoever goes up in the tree can't get out until he tells them. And so one day, Death comes strolling up his lawn, though, you know, it ends up talking this Death to... Get, you know, go up and pick him an apple from the tree as his final request or something. He traps him in the tree, and he can't get out. Uh-huh. Is Death, like, personified in that sort of, like, hooded figure type of way? Or is he no, like, he's like a dude in, like, a suit and a hat, you know. Mr. Bickle is his name. In the <laughs> but mostly we listen to and play music. Often Spencer serenades me with new music he's been writing. Have words. Four yet exactly. Oh, there's this one that's kind of. Have to try hard to care less, and I don't wanna try that hard. For a long time, I thought of my life and Spencer's as diametrically opposed. He never finished college, instead, choosing to road trip out to Eureka, California, living out of cars or sleeping on the floors of artist studios, writing a whole catalog of songs and working odd jobs to get by. Me, on the other hand, I was the stable one. Graduated, a steady job at a nonprofit, an apartment with running water and electricity. I have a 401k and a student loan, and all those other responsibilities that seem to signify an entry into adulthood. That's the only lyrics too. <laughs> I was shamefully jealous of Spencer until very recently. I saw him as living out some authentic artistic life, a modern-day Bob Dylan with his fingers on the pulse of the universe, whereas I was taking the safe, tracked route, normal boring. I couldn't help but think about this seeming opposition whenever Spencer came over, and a lot of the time it took me out of the moment we were spending together. I don't think Spencer knows this. I certainly never told him. I wonder if he's ever had similar thoughts about me. I realize now that what I envied was not Spencer's life, but the seeming fearlessness with which he pursues it. Do what feels most natural. That's my like rule of basic, most basic rule of thumb. 
it feels natural, that's probably the right thing. And this is not something I ought to envy, but admire. I mean, what point is there in envying my friends? It's stupid. I should want my friends to be pursuing different paths than myself. It's those divergent choices that give our relationships depth. I still struggle from time to time with this envy. I am a person after all. But I am happy to say now that I can be with Spencer without worrying about having to live out identical existences. Which leaves a lot more time for singing. Let's start. 